This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. On this episode, we'll be talking about the automations that every brand photographer needs built into their business to create a better client experience and stop wasting precious time and energy. We'll be covering the top five automations that we use in our business and the software you can use to implement the same time-saving processes in your own business. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I used to think that everything in my business needed a personal touch, that I couldn't send anything out or set anything to be sent out by a machine because that somehow made my clients feel like a number instead of a human being that I couldn't wait to serve. But that need to send everything myself bit ended up being a huge hassle, sending every reminder email, manually adding every appointment into my calendar, trying to answer all of those FAQs that came time and time again, answering those myself. It was draining my energy, which then meant that I had less creative juice left to serve my clients with. So I eventually realized that rather than being impersonal, it was an act of service and kindness to automate portions of my business because it more quickly delivered information to those who were seeking it. It reminded my clients of events that they wanted to be reminded of, and it helped to solve issues that my, my students were experiencing sometimes before they themselves realized it. I recognize the word automations might sound a little bit techy or maybe even a little frightening to those of us who consider themselves to be borderline technically illiterate. You are talking to the girl who bemoans when my laptop is running slowly or like it's glitching only to have my husband point out that I haven't updated my OS in like a year. But like for real, who opens their laptop intent on work and then decides, you know what? Sure, let's update the OS. It took me 45 minutes to even get to my laptop this morning, but why not? Let's start with a 15-minute delay while my computer updates just when I'm ready to get my day started. That seems helpful, but I digress. (laughs) Automations are an essential part of being the CEO that you are. If you are new to this podcast, just... In case nobody's told you, being a business owner also means being a CEO. I don't care how creative you are. I don't care what an artist you are. You are also a CEO if you are running a business. And so automations are a crucial part of that. You have to learn to discern between situations where a personal touch will truly make a difference versus where you are being a micromanager because the thought of letting anything out of your hands makes you nervous. We talked in season two, episode two, about the importance of outsourcing for a growing business and the telltale time, the telltale signs that it's time to let go of a task. You can go listen to that episode after this one if you haven't already. And then we also talked in season one, episode 10, about standard operating procedures. Those are crucial too. In this episode, though, we're going to be talking about automations, processes that happen when you trigger them with a certain action, like a contract being signed or someone signing up for a freebie download. Automations begin with a trigger, and then they don't require further personal action from you in order to complete whatever sequence or action you want the technology to take on your behalf. So first up, getting paid with invoice reminders. So once you've had your sales call with your client and they've confirmed that they want to go ahead and book, 
we send over a contract and an invoice for their retainer fee. My assistant puts that together. That part is not automated because it does require selecting the correct contract for either a half or a full day shoot and then inputting the client details into the contract. Um, I think there are ways to automate that portion if you want to um, with having HoneyBook pull the information from their inquiry. But sometimes we find that the information that's inputted into the inquiry is not 100% correct. Maybe they have like their first and their last name is different than their business name and we need both of those for their contract, whatever. So we still, we still input those manually. Once the contract and the retainer has been sent, if it hasn't been paid and signed within 48 hours, they're going to get another reminder from us. Then when it comes to the final balance reminder, our system is set up to email the client automatically that their payment deadline is coming up. And if they've selected the auto pay function in HoneyBook, then no further action from them is needed. It's just a courtesy reminder that they're gonna see this charge appearing on their account. If they did not select the auto pay, then they're gonna be prompted in that reminder email to head to HoneyBook and enter their payment details. This is so much easier than having to manually remind a client that they owe money. So when I first started out as a wedding photographer, I didn't have a client relationship management CRM software, and I had to email each and every couple, I was shooting weddings at the time, um, I had to email each and every couple every time there was a payment due. Um, I had one, one situation where a client casually told me that they would not be able to pay me until the wedding day, and that... Even then, they were going to write me a post-dated check for three weeks after the wedding date, and I had to stand there at the reception while the groom wrote me a check. It was so awkward. <laughs> my brand clients, because I don't photograph weddings anymore, my brand clients owe their final balance two weeks before their shoot, and the automated email to remind them of the upcoming deadline takes me completely out of the picture. I don't like emails having to do with contract reminders or payment reminders. I don't want those to come from me because I want my client's experience with me just to be about the the work that I'm providing for them. The I, I wanna get them excited about the storylines that I've come up with for them or the stylist that I'm referring them to or the location that I think they might really like. I don't want them to also get emails from me about money. I just want there to be a little bit of separation there. So that email comes from our CRM, not me personally. It's signed. I think it's signed by the AG team or it might even be signed by our assistant, but it is not coming from me. Um, if you guys are not already using HoneyBook, just a heads up, we do have an affiliate link that you can use. This episode is not sponsored by HoneyBook. We just really like the company. Um, so if you want to check the show notes, that link will give you 50% off of your first year of HoneyBook. I've been using HoneyBook since something like 2016 or 2017. Uh, I cannot imagine running our business without it. So put it this way, if I didn't have an affiliate code, I would still be pushing you guys to HoneyBook. It's that good. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely gonna wanna join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, 
purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation and learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Next up is using Calendly to book appointments and then having those automatically added to your calendar. Calendly, it's kind of a mouthful, Calendly. It's a scheduling tool that we use to, uh, we send to clients to get meetings booked when we've received an inquiry from a qualified lead. And then as soon as the client selects and confirms the time in Calendly, it gets added to my Google Calendar. We also use this for booking our clients' pre-shoot calls. And then any other time someone needs to chat with me and we want, and, and I clear my assistant to go ahead and send them a link to schedule a meeting, we do that through Calendly. My Brain Photography Academy students know that when it comes to sales calls, we have the client fill out a short questionnaire when they're booking their appointment to give me some more background information on their business and their aims for their brand shoot. Those questions are part of the form that they fill out to schedule their call in Calendly. So those get added to the appointment details. And that way when I'm prepping for the meeting ahead of time, I'm not having to cross-reference across several different websites. I can just pull open Google Calendar and that's got the client's answers to my questions. And then I can also pull the link for our call. That Zoom link is automatically included in the appointment confirmation that the client receives after booking their call, as well as the one that goes onto my calendar. So there's no need for us to send over a separate link. Using Calendly saves so many emails back and forth when you are trying to get a call on the calendar. I cannot express how much I loathe the back and forth emails. Like, oh, I'm free on Friday from 12 to 2. And then the other party comes back and says, well, that doesn't work for me. Could you do Monday at 11? And then you have to respond that you're only free till 1130 and back and forth, yada, yada, yada. That is a fantastic way to lose a lead. Your emails have a much higher chance of falling through the cracks with each additional email that you have to exchange just to get on a sales call. So using a service like Calendly gives them an easy in or out. If you're interested in working together, great, then you'll book the call. If you're not, then you won't. And that way you're not wasting time over email. They're not wasting time on a service they're probably never gonna book. And then when they finally do book that sales call, they have all of the details right away on their calendar of when we're meeting, where to meet me, and neither of us has to remember to manually add the appointment to our calendars. Next on our list is sending the client welcome guide in HoneyBook. This is a digital guide for prepping for a brand shoot that all of our clients receive with a lot of useful information on things like my favorite spots to look for shoot locations, styling for their brand shoot, curating props, and more. We have a the Canva template available for the client welcome guide in our shop. I will link that in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. 
So as soon as the client signs their contract and pays their initial invoice, it triggers HoneyBook, yes, HoneyBook, to send the client welcome guide PDF as an attachment within HoneyBook. So even if they lose track of it in their inbox, it's still there in the HoneyBook project in the like recent activity section. This one is important for my clients to have as soon as they book their session because it answers so many questions that they would otherwise be forced to either email me about to get the answer to or wait until their pre-shoot strategy call, which could be two months away. So this is proactive communication at work. The client welcome guide is proactive communication, which means getting our clients the information that they need before they realize that they need it. And we think about it, your client has just signed and paid probably a significant amount of money and they're really excited to get started on planning out their shoot. So I don't want to hold them back on that. I don't want my communication to be the thing that holds them back on that. So that automatic delivery of the client welcome guide means that they get a ton of value in their inbox as soon as their booking is official, which helps to kick off the planning process and it affirms that they made a great decision in booking me for their brand shoot. It demonstrates that I am the expert that I say I am because the guide answers so many of their questions before they even realize they have them. And then by having it delivered within a few minutes of their contract and their invoice being taken care of, it gets into their hands while they're still thinking about their shoot instead of you know coming in a few days later when they're probably already busy with some other task. Number four on our list is setting up a welcome sequence for anyone with an email list. This one is fantastic for getting somebody accustomed to opening your emails by delivering five to seven high quality emails that are spaced between 24 and 48 hours apart. It's also an opportunity to demonstrate your expertise, which is a huge way that you're going to earn client trust by showing the sort of problem that you solve and how you've helped others do just that and to introduce a new subscriber to your offers. So we currently use a welcome sequence for our list, which is geared towards brand photographers, not clients. But you could absolutely create one for clients, both existing and potential. If you maybe didn't want to put together a client welcome guide, you could deliver that same information with a welcome sequence aimed specifically at educating clients on what to expect and then also providing them with uh, resources to help make their shoot a success. You could set up your system to trigger those emails to begin as soon as the contract and the retainer fee are taken care of and et voila, automated client education. I will say I'm still more of a fan of sending that client welcome guide for new bookings as opposed to an email sequence because it gives all that information that they need right up front and in one central location. They don't have to keep track of several emails. It's just one 20-page PDF. I can't remember exactly how many pages it is. Um, Whereas when you drip the content out over a few days, so you send one email a day for five days or one email every two days for 10 days, whatever, that might spur questions from your clients that could be answered in the next day's email, which then would prompt you to spend more time in your inbox than you would if you had just sent it as a PDF. But that's an option for anybody who wants it. With our welcome sequence, again, that that one's that's geared towards photographers. Our, our email list is exclusively geared towards wedding photographers who are looking for an off-ramp. Maybe they're burned out and frustrated and they're interested in exploring brand photography 
or existing brand photographers. Um, so that welcome sequence kicks off when somebody downloads a freebie that we've created. Um, so in addition to delivering that promised download, it's also chock full of, that welcome sequence is chock full of some of my best lessons when it comes to planning brand sessions for clients and pivoting into brand photography. And then it also points our readers to even more helpful links and crowd favorites like popular podcast episodes and blog posts. Automation number five that I cannot live without is sending the pre-shoot questionnaire, which is once again done through HoneyBook. I Like I said, I promise this episode is not sponsored. <laughs> we just automate as much as we can through that software and it saves us time, so much time, and it serves our clients better. So the pre-shoot questionnaire, which is another thing you guys can find in our shop if you're interested in checking it out, that questionnaire gets sent to our clients the day after they book. And the reason that I don't send it on the day of their booking, like at the same time that they receive their client welcome guide, is because they are receiving this, you know, 20-something page PDF, um, and I don't want to bury them into inaction by giving them too many to-dos. So the pre-shoot questionnaire is scheduled to automatically send the next business day after booking. Um, And my clients know that that's coming. Like that's part of what I walk them through on our sales call roadmap is like, here's what the experience looks like. You're going to book me. You're going to pay your retainer. We're automatically going to send you the client welcome guide. The next day, we're going to send you the pre-shoot questionnaire, yada, yada. So that questionnaire is pretty extensive and uh, it digs into the heart of a business owner's brand. And I want them to be able to take their time with their answers. So that pre-shoot questionnaire kicks off my research process. Kicks off, not so much because I actually, I have information that comes in through the contact form and then there's more information that comes in when they book their appointment with Calendly. So maybe like continues on. The pre-shoot questionnaire helps me continue on with my research process that I dig into before their pre-shoot strategy call. And I want to make sure that my clients are giving giving me their best answers, not just the first thing that pops into their head. I feel like when it comes to like heart of the brand issues and questions, like if I were to ask you to give me your elevator pitch and you didn't already have one, I don't want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. I want you to take some time to think about that, to let it sort of bounce around in the back of your mind, sleep on it for a night, maybe a week or so. Um, So I want them to give me their best answers possible. Um, Actually, in writing this episode, I realized that I should probably include a note in the email template that we use to send that questionnaire that that our clients should anticipate that questionnaire taking about an hour or so so that they don't open it up when they only have five minutes before their next appointment and get started and then they never finish because they didn't realize it was as in-depth as it was. Um, So I just actually went back when I was writing this episode, I went back and updated my sales call roadmap to make sure that I mention, that I make a mention of the fact that that questionnaire is going to take about an hour. See, this podcast is awesome. You guys get some great content. And then as I'm writing my episodes, I get to go back and make micro adjustments to anything in my business that isn't already running like a well-oiled machine. It's great. So inside the email that gets sent with the pre-shoot questionnaire, we also include a link to go ahead and book their pre-shoot strategy call, which saves us a separate email and helps them get the call reserved right at the beginning so we're not scrambling to do it later. And I will say I hesitated over whether or not to include the link to book their pre-shoot call. So if you look at it, like most of our clients book about three months out. So let's say they book in January, their shoot is in April. And January 15th, they sign the contract, pay the retainer, they get the pre-shoot, sorry, they get the client welcome guide on January 15th. January 16th, they get the pre-shoot 
questionnaire as well as the link to go ahead and book their call, which will not be until March. I do the pre-shoot call 30, around 30 days before their session. Um, and I hesitated over whether to send the link for that with the pre-shoot questionnaire because when you give people too many calls to action inside one email, they end up not doing anything. And I was worried that with the, hey, the call to action here is fill out the pre-shoot questionnaire. This is the most important thing. I, I have to have you fill out this questionnaire. But then also important is to get the call on the calendar. So um, just a, a note for any of you guys, as you're communicating with your clients or anybody in your inbox, when you give them too many choices, they end up doing nothing. Generally with our newsletter, I try to include one call to action. Like what is the one thing I want you to do from this email? If I include too many links, I know you're not going to do anything with any of them. The exception for that is in our weekly newsletter, I have like a in case you missed it section um, and then a links that I'm loving section. And those are just more like fun things for people to check out, but it's not the desired, like I'm not funneling them to a certain action so for I'm going off on a tangent here don't have this in my notes but like when we transition into launch mode we're prepping a new lighting resource which I'm so excited about but when uh, as we get into launch mode for that and I start writing our pre-launch and launch emails those that in case you missed it section with links to like recent blog posts or other podcast episodes and the links that I'm loving sections those are going to disappear from our emails because I only want our clients to or our, our, our readers to focus on taking whatever call to action that email is calling for whether it's sign up for a webinar or hey cart is closing tomorrow if you miss out on this like you're not going to get another chance to register so like the one action I want you to take is go look at the sales page for the course so if I include any other links in that email it's gonna has the potential to to derail people huge tangent sorry about that so in the end we decided to keep the link for the pre-shoot call with the email for the pre-shoot questionnaire because both of those are super important and we figure the scheduling thing doesn't take too long um, and we can always circle back with them about filling out the pre-shoot questionnaire, which we do. We send them a reminder email a week later. Here's the reason for all of these automations for kicking a process off with a specific trigger and then allowing technology to finish the process for you. This clears the clutter off of your mental landscape. So instead of having to remember all of those little loose ends that need to be taken care of or having a checklist a mile long of small tasks for every client that don't necessarily need a personal touch, automating takes items off of your to-do list and gets the necessary information to your clients faster, which frees up energy for you to pour back into the parts of your job that only you can do. If you had to choose one process to automate today, what would that be? Maybe it's a piece of your workflow where you're getting hung up and it's causing a backlog of work for you or your clients. How can you automate that? Could you use a service like Zapier, which is an automation software, which would help to connect dots across your business? I want you to pick one recurring templated task that you can turn into an automation and then put that into practice. I promise you there are so many more jobs within your business that you can turn into an automation than you initially thought. Then come say hi in the free Facebook group for brand photographers. It's called Brand Photographers Assemble. And I want you to tell me what are you going to automate? Is it invoices? Is it appointment scheduling? Questionnaires? Something else entirely. Coming up in the next episode, we'll be talking about imposter syndrome, a very old friend of mine. I'll be sharing about the risks and the unexpected benefits of imposter syndrome and how to combat the feelings of being a fraud when you find yourself falling down the spiral. 
I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?